Good morning, everyone. It's Todd. And Julie. With Chrisley Confessions. How are you this morning as you sit here with hair rollers in? Uh, well, I'm fine until you just called me out, but I'm good. Why did I call you out? Well, because you just sent me a text message and then expect me not to look at it. I as see. I'm sitting here, we're about to record, and I understand that. Okay. So, folks, when we put on our headphones and we start to record, then that 45 minutes or 50 minutes, whatever it is, belongs to you. It does not belong to my wife sitting here on her phone texting and responding to all of her people like that. this is a social event. Um, so, so we can tell what kind of mood he's in this morning. People. I am in a fine mood. <clears throat> I went to bed last night, and I only woke up twice. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to go back to sleep, so that was a good thing for me. And I went to bed earlier last night. What time to go to bed? Ten? I don't know. I think I went yeah. to bed around ten, and because it was such a long day, and yeah, it was like a Monday yesterday for it, us. It was a it, exactly all day long from the time that I got up to the time that I laid my head down. Um, but so I went to bed last night, and Julia's watching this. Was it a documentary on Hugh Hefner? Yes, and. You know, everybody knows who Hugh Hefner is, the founder of Playboy magazine. And I just had mixed emotions on that. I mean, what was your takeaway from that? Um, I, yeah, I did too. I did too. Um, do I think there were sketchy stuff that went on at the Playboy Mansion? A hundred percent. Now, sketchy from the from the from the perspective of a female, because you know the perspective of sketchy from male to female, is absolutely different. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So your perspective from a female was? My perspective from a female is that it just, to me, the whole thing just feels so slimy. Now tell me why, and then I'm going, we're going to, we're just going to, you know. Go back and forth, yeah. We'll go back and forth because. Listen, and, and I think I see that we both, both have a difference of opinions on, on you and I do have a lot of opinions that we don't agree on. Sure, sure. Um, and and I I for this particular scenario, I have feelings on both sides. You know, I feel like it's slimy because he was just like this old man. He and, wasn't always old when he started Playboy. He was not old. No. He was a young, good looking. Right. Um. You know, but. He got old, and then he had all these young girls around him, and it just, I don't know, it just felt so, like, I've always said this, like, to me, and this is just me, I've talked to, to women, friends, you know, who are my age, who are older, you know, we've always said, like, okay, I'm almost 50, so God forbid, if something happened to you, Mm -hmm. a 50-year-old man doesn't want me. That's not that necessarily I, true. But for the most part, for the most part, a, a, a single 50-year-old man out here is not looking for a 50-year-old woman. They're looking for a 35-year-old woman. But I was 26, and I wasn't looking for a 26-year-old woman when I married you. At, right, and, but it's different at twenty in your 20s, I think. But what I'm saying is, I have always said, the thoughts of being with an old man... I think it's different when you grow old with someone. Mm -hmm. Like, we've been together in our 20s, in our 30s, in our 40s, and now in our 50s. So it's different when you grow old with someone versus me. Just, like, the thoughts of me, like, being with an old man. And I am old. I'm 50. You're talking about these girls. These girls at the Playboy, they're, like, 20. So it, it, that, to me, like just kind of just turns me completely off. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's some people that are, I know into that. Um, but that, that is the biggest thing for me because that's just me okay, personally. So, that, so then that's a personal, that's opinion a personal opinion for me, for you. Like I, and I may, I may view, have may view it different if I was in that situation, but I'm just saying for me, mm-hmm. God forbid, if something happened to you and I had to, and You're I was not out end here, up with a 70 year old. I, the thoughts of me having to be with an old man is like, Ooh, you know, but that's me. That's my personal okay. opinion. But I feel like these girls, a lot of them have an agenda. You know, mm-hmm. they want, to, I, this is the thing for me. Like those girls from girls next door, mm-hmm. like they knew what they were doing. hundred percent. 
And there was this whole thing to build a brand, to be on TV, to, you know, live this life. Mm-hmm. And whether it was for them just to, to be on TV or whether it was to build a brand to move on, whatever it was, they, they had this agenda. Mm-hmm. So for me, what's hard is like, okay, when you got with Hugh Hafner, he was old already. Mm-hmm. So you knew what you were getting. Mm-hmm. He had been around a long time. He had been... You know, everybody knew what his brand was. Everyone knew kind of how he operated. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like people had not talked about the Playboy Mansion for years and years and years and years. Mm -hmm. So for that, I see that differently than I see these girls back in the 60s that Mm -hmm. got involved. Mm -hmm. You know, because it was different then. but don't you think that women, because I mean, some of these women were, that, that did these interviews were from back in that. that that's what I'm saying. So what I'm saying to you is, is that these women back in the 60s, I mean, they were burning bras. That was, right. the, that was the revolution of women. Women, right. women being able to express their own sexuality, being able to feel comfortable wearing what they want to wear, being able to go out here and have sex with who they wanted to. And not worrying about what someone else's opinion of them was. So the 60s was a moment of liberation for women. Right. And I think that's kind of what this, or what I took from that, the episode. I didn't watch the whole second episode yet. But mm-hmm. what I took from the, the beginning kind of the second episode was that Hugh Hefner kind of wanted to create this persona that he was all about women empowerment and about letting women be free and do what they wanted to do. But in reality, it was not in reality. It was all about him getting what he wanted, protecting him. And these girls were basically at his mercy. But now that's what is in this documentary. Yes. Yes. Now keep in mind, this documentary has, has now surfaced after his death, where there is no legal rebuttal. Right, right. Now, there's also people in this in this documentary. Now, listen, I want to be very clear, folks. I have two daughters. I It is not a path that my girls chose to go down, and it is not a path that would have ever been condoned by me or by you. Right. Um, because we have raised our girls that less is more, that you don't need to be out here showing your bo- you know your boobs and your butt and you know dress a little bit more conservatively um and i believe that a man should fall in love with you for your heart for your mind for knowing that you are a good decent woman but i didn't think that at 15 Right. At 15, I was like, show me the booty shorts. Show me a chick with some cut-off denim shorts over a bathing suit bottom and then just wear the top. And, honey, I was in love with you. I would propose to you, and I would tell you every lie I need to tell you. You're disgusting. If you remember, you had on a pair of uh, denim cut, uh, cut-off denim shorts and that bathing suit top, and you got me. Okay. So does that tell you how easy I was? But what I'm saying is... And stop trying because she's sitting here with her mouth wide open wanting to jump in on this conversation before I can get my opinion out. What I'm saying is, is that I find it odd that this documentary has now come out from women from the 60s who gave all these interviews back in the 60s defending their women's liberation and they, they were living a great life and they were in control of their bodies to now... You are old lady sitting in a chair getting five minutes of fame and making these accusations that go total opposite of the statements that you made in the 60s and in the 70s. And if Hugh Hefner was this guy, this predator with all of these women, because I want to be very clear and I want to go on the record and say, if any of these stories are true, then he was a predator. I personally don't believe all of these stories are true, but it only takes you being a predator one time to be. It's what do I say about a liar? Right, it only takes one. If you tell one lie, it then you get the, you get the label of being a liar. Right. So if he was a predator one time, then he was a predator. Right. Was he a predator in all of these scenarios? No, I don't believe that because you were sitting here reaping the benefits of what you're doing because you were a, you were an adult you made these decisions now we go back to are you an adult at 18 right the government says you're an adult at 18 what have we always said no no 
you are you are literally if you go to bed tonight at 17 and you are junior in high school and you wake up tomorrow and you're 18 you're just an 18 year old high school kid exactly so you didn't just because of one day turning 18 make you an adult and give you the knowledge that an adult has right so my thing is is how do you put it all off on Hugh Hefner where are the parents of these girls where are the parents of these girls? Now, listen, our therapist has told me, Todd, you don't shoulder the sins of your children or the mistakes that they make anymore. Right. They are adults. The decisions that they make, they have to carry. It is not for you and Julie to carry. I know it hurts because if when they're doing things that you don't agree with, that, that means that they've stepped outside of the way they've been brought up and with the belief system that they've been given. But it is not your sin to carry. But I believe as a parent, you don't ever stop parenting. No. 100%. If 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 Savannah was out here spread eagle in a damn magazine, I'm going to turn that bitch upside down. I'm going to come in there. The photo shoot's going to end because I'm going to be turning shit over. I'm going to be, I'm going to be laying hands and I'm going to snatch her up and we get in the hell out. That's just how I am. But at the end of the day, Savannah would be the one held accountable because she's 24 years old, Lindsay's 32 years old. If they did something like this, they are full-grown women. Mm-hmm. And if I came in there and turned this place upside down, then I go to jail because they're there, they're there of their own free will. Correct? Exactly. 100%. Did you know health insurance doesn't always cover the full cost of an emergency medical flight? Even with comprehensive coverage, you could get hit with substantial copays and deductibles. That's why planning ahead is essential for financial protection. If an emergency arises, AirMedCare Network's highly trained crews can provide air medical transport to the nearest and most appropriate trauma center. And with an AirMedCare Network membership, you pay no out-of-pocket expenses on that flight. That's right. Members won't see a bill when flown by an AMCN provider. An AMCN membership covers your entire household for as little as $85 a year. Join AMCN and secure your financial peace of mind. Right now, as a listener of our podcast, Chrisley Confessions, you'll receive up to a $50 e-gift card with a new membership. Visit airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash Chrisley and use the offer code Chrisley. Do you have ambitious hiring goals? No sweat because you're not waiting for the right candidate to find you. You're finding them first with Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to a apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. And I love that I can put in exactly what I'm looking for with the job qualifications, and I only see those people, not people that don't fit my qualifications. So start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash cc. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to indeed.com slash cc to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. That's indeed.com slash cc terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed
So at the end of the day, I just look at this like the one woman said in one part of the interview, she talks about, you know, I would have all these feminists questioning me and trying to make it look like what I was doing was bad and that that I was being manipulated. I wasn't being manipulated. I had a great life. I was in control of my life. I was living the way that I wanted to live. I was buying the clothes that I wanted to buy. I was making more than a secretary. I was making more right, than a high school but now teacher. The, the one that you're referring to, she didn't really trash him. No, but what she did say is that when she wanted to write a book, that she was intimidated and made to fit and, and expressed fear, and so much so that she had to have a bodyguard. Yes. But yet none of that came out until today when you can get your five more minutes of fame. I get it. Now, get it. you know, if we're going to talk about, you know, the girls next door, I'm sorry. None of the three were brilliant geniuses. We're not dealing with astrophysics professors and, and whatever. So they're not smart enough to be putting on this charade of how happy they are and they're running up and down the streets of Beverly Hills and having boob implants and nose jobs and hair extensions and driving brand new, uh, you know, Mercedes and what have you, shopping on Rodeo Drive. These were not 18-year-old girls. These were girls in their mid-20s. And they and they've talked about in other interviews in the in years ago about how their dream was to be a playmate. Right. Right. Yeah. Now we have a a friend who is a former playmate. Yes. We live in Nashville, and you know we've talked about you know the Nashville country clubs here and how you know we went we applied to join one and we received these emails and photographs you know making fun of our granddaughter and that we don't want monkeys in our club. Um, and I went the hell off and told the club they could take the membership and stick it up their ass. You remember that? Yes. Now, I'm not going to call out this club, but if someone ever doubts me from that club, I don't think they will because they were made aware of all of these things. Um, but this individual has been shunned from joining one of the biggest country clubs here in, the, in Nashville. Right. And she is married, kids, you know, and is a beautiful woman to this day. But because of her being a playmate and being in multiple editions of Playboy, they have been denied access to a, to a country club here for years and years and years. And people still... In a room when she's present, the whispers still occur. Now, granted, it's always from these chicks out here wearing damn Lily Pulitzer. <laughs> it's always one of these basic chicks who's got their hair colored the same as 19 other women on their block. It's like they all go to the same hairdresser and say, can you bleach from the root up all the way down? Take it from the top to the bottom. Make it all one color. Now, folks, I went to this club as a guest. I was invited. And if I was gay, I could have a husband today, and I could have had my pick from this club. But yet they all showing up in there with their wives wearing the Lily Pulitzer, and they've got their little, you know, pastel-colored ties on, and they're acting like they're better than everybody else. But this woman still carries the stigma of being in Playboy. Mm-hmm. And, she had, and, and, that, and that's been 25 years ago. Right. And that stigma is still there. Right. So that's a societal thing that we're dealing with. Of people, you know, again, wanting to judge somebody for something that they did 25 years ago. You know, she's not in that same place. Right. So judge, judge her. Right, now, let me take that away. Don't judge anyone. Right, right. But see her from where she is today, not where she was 25 years ago. Right. And so I think that brings me back to these women that you were referring to last night on the show, mm -hmm. that maybe they didn't see it as they were treated, you know, they were really suppressed. I don't believe they were suppressed. But you don't. But it doesn't matter how you, what you think, it matters how they okay, feel. Okay, well, let me just. And now a woman at <sighs> 19 or 20 who is now 50, surely you don't think the same way that you did at 20. 
Then, well, no, because then I wouldn't have evolved. Exactly. So but they have the as well. You have raised three boys. Yes. So, and you have identified yourself as being a boy's mom. Yes. That you are better with boys than you were the girls. Absolutely. So let me take you to that place of raising boys. If your boys went out here and let's just say Chase, Chase is 25. Okay. Or let's just say Chase is 35. Okay. Chase is 35 and Chase starts dating a 21-year-old. No. She's legal. Yeah, she's legal. She's legal. But I'm going to tell him no. And you tell him no. And she keeps on at him and keeps Mm -hmm. coming and keeps coming. Mm -hmm. He's not going to turn her away. No. Right? No. So now you're telling me when it ends, after you fought so hard to make it not happen, now she's 30 years old and she comes back with a claim against your son and says... I feel like he took advantage of me. He was 35 and I was 21. He was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And you're on the inside and you know how she was coming to the house every day, blowing him up on the phone 50 times a day, you know, basically stalking him to have this relationship. Mm-hmm. And now he's done with her. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden a lawsuit drops because after therapy, she feels like that she was taken advantage of because she was 21, he was 35, and he, he deprived her of five years of her life, and now she's in therapy for that. That's your son she's coming after. Right. So do you see it the same way now? Well, I think you're comparing two different no, things. No, I gave you a They're scenario. About, no, no, no. I gave you a scenario. Okay, no, I don't. I would know the inside part. I would know the the interworkings of what had happened. Mm-hmm. So I would be able to to make a decision based on that. Okay. Of no, I would be able to testify and say no. She came to my house this time, this time, this time. She called my son. She would not leave him alone. I mean, on and on and on. And so. Out, but you're ta- we're how talking we, about two different ha- things. Ha- if you will let me, because you do not like having to form an opinion. Go ahead. If we knew how many of these girls' parents said, you're being used, you're being vilified, you're being, you're being, this is a misogynist, this is a male chauvinist pig, you're being used because of your beauty and because of your body. Stop this, get out. How do we know these parents didn't say this to these girls? We don't. So if, so there's a possibility that that did happen, right? Yeah. And these girls continued because they were grown. They -hmm. could do what they wanted, correct? Right. So then are they accountable for the bad mistake and the issues that they claim they're having today because they chose not to listen? Or does that go back to the parent? Listen, I don't think that they're not held to some level of accountability. Mm-hmm. And I think just because they're talking about it doesn't mean they're not held, still held to some accountability. doesn't mean it is all 100% Hugh Hefner's fault. But, I'm not saying but that. But the documentary does not allude that this is their fault. The documentary is coming out that they are victims and that now they're looking back and realizing, oh, well, there was there was cocaine at at this party. You know, Hugh Hefner took four women up to his room. Not one woman has alleged that she was ever raped by Hugh Hefner. So I want you to tell me, young, good looking guy with money, you know, in his 20s or 30s, single. And four hot chicks say, I'll do y'all at the same time. Tell me how many of them is going to go up there and say, nah, I, I, I'm going to do one. If I'd been 25 years old and four women said to me and they were all hot, let's all do them all at one time. I said, listen, baby, I'm going to give this a Trojan try. One of you is going to come up short, but I'm going to try. Well, because that's, that's free will. Yeah, that is, is everyone will. has the right to do with their body what they choose to do with their body as long as it's not hurting someone else, right. which goes back to the documentary. Now people claiming that they're emotionally and psychologically scarred because of their affiliation with the Playboy Mansion. Okay. Agree? Agreed. See, she's being passive aggressive. No, I'm not being passive aggressive. Because you don't want to have an opinion. No, no, no. I've had an opinion. I've, I've these, given you my opinion. These women at 60-something years old, all of these pictures that are out there that were archived show these women having an amazing time. Yeah. 
I mean, they show these women out here wearing mink coats and driving Mercedes and marrying these, you know, what would be the equivalent of a billionaire today. Right. Living in Bel Air Mansion. No, I get it. Listen, we I think there's enough blame to go around. We all have a trade-off. But here's what I don't like, because we're living in a blame-everyone-else society. Right. You end up, even the issues that we've had, we got there because we trusted the wrong person. Right. We put our faith in someone that we believed what, well, that we that we thought was way more intelligent than us because he had a college degree, he had a background in finance, and we turned our stuff over to him. We trusted him. Right. But ultimately, it comes back to we chose this person because he was smarter than us, and we thought he could do better with our money and managing it and running our businesses better than we could when it came to the structure of things. Right. right? So we took that so we have to take that responsibility. Right. I have to take the responsibility that I had premarital sex. I had with, with Lindsay's and and Kyle's biological mother. She got pregnant. I was forced into marriage. The greatest thing that came out of that was Lindsay and Kyle. But the consequence was that I had to marry a woman that I had no relationship with other than that one night that I had no love for, that I wasn't in love with this woman. But the consequence was I had to marry her because I didn't have the backbone to stand up to my parents or to hers, who her father was a deacon in the church. You know where we all came from. I didn't have the backbone to stand up to Nanny Faye, folks, when she said, you've made your bed hard, you're going to lay in it. You're not having a child out of wedlock. So I got married. You know that story. It's right. now been told by mom. It's been told by daddy. You, you've known it right. for 27 years. But that's my responsibility. I did that. Right. That was a choice I made to have sex with someone at Foxwood Hills one night. And then the, you know, the causation of that was, a, was having a pregnancy outside of wedlock. Right. So I believe that it's all accountability. Right. Has this ever happened to you? You need to see a doctor. You search and find one that looks good. You wait on hold to book an appointment. You rearrange your schedule. And when you finally go in to find out, this doctor doesn't even take your insurance. Well, there's a solution. Just download the free ZocDoc app. The easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again. Whether you need a primary care physician, dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, or other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. Go to ZocDoc.com CC and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to see a doctor. I use ZocDoc, and you should too. ZocDoc makes health care easy. Now is the time to prioritize your health. Go to ZocDoc.com CC and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C doc.com slash cc I mean if I go out here and you tell me Todd I don't want you going to this bachelor party in Vegas Todd I really don't want you to do that that I find that offensive to me it's disrespectful to me as your wife blah 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 Julie, I don't care. I'm going. This is my friend. I've been married to you now all these years. I've never cheated. Why are you worrying about it now? I'm going. And you complain about that for a month. And I've heard you. You've told me everything that bothers you, right? Right. And I make the decision that I'm still going. I end up going. I end up in bed with someone else. And you find out. What are you going to say to me? I told you. I told you not to go. Right. You were going to bust the gates of hell wide open to go, to go, which tells me 
the reason this happened is because you had subconsciously in the background of your mind that you might want it to happen because you fought so hard to make it happen. Right. Right? Right. So then that's the free will of an individual. Right. I fought to go to this bachelor party knowing something might happen and maybe subconsciously was hoping something would happen. Right. So that blame and responsibility goes on me. Right. Because you begged me not to, correct? So I can't imagine that many parents back in the 60s was saying, you go, girl, you get in there and show your tits and ass, and you get in there and wear that bunny tail, and you service all of these these older men up in these Playboy clubs. Can't imagine in the 60s that moms and dads was saying that. Right. So 70s, then, when it's 60s, 70s, yeah. The first, thing, the first thing it said on the thing last night was 1963 really? was the African-American playmate, uh, playmate and that Hugh Hefner provided an environment with the Playboy, uh, with the Playboy penthouse clubs, which, by the way, folks, I had a cousin who was a Playboy bunny, um, or I don't know if it's a bunny. Yes, yeah, she was a Playboy bunny because she worked at the club in New York with the little tail and all that, and she was gorgeous. But remember, folks, the Chrissies don't run short on looks. Brains, it's debatable. <laughs> um, but 1963, they're talking about, and they had an African-American man, a black man, on this documentary mm-hmm. saying that Hugh Hefner provided an environment to where blacks and whites could socialize together without discrimination. Right. Sammy Davis Jr. was there. Mm-hmm. So at any rate, you're talking about 1963. That's the date we can take it back to the, right. to the docu- right. documentary. Tell me anyone, that's five years before I'm born. Right. Now, you know how conservative my mother is. Right. Mm-hmm. My daddy was 10 years older than her. Right. So imagine how conservative it was for his generation. Right. I dare to say that I don't know of any parent back in the 50s and 60s that was saying to their girl, now listen, when you get 18, you got to become a playmate. That is the, that, that right there is the, no, that, I, that's I the future of our, our, of our country. Yeah. And you need to take care of your looks. You're a beautiful girl. Sense your waist in. Push those girls out. Stick your butt out and go get you a tail. I can't imagine that that was happening in the 50s and 60s. So you've got these girls that are from the 50s and 60s that are going through this liberated moment of of our society. Thank you, Gloria Steinem. Um, And they're burning their bras in the streets. You've got feminists coming out, you know, demanding their right, you know, to equal pay and to be treated the same as a man. They're making these choices of free will. Now, were there some girls that I'm sure felt like all they had was their body and their looks and maybe didn't come from a family that they had a background to support them that was looking at these other girls thinking, wow, they're leading a glamorous life? Right. I mean, I think I'm as pretty as they are. I mean, I'm going to go do the same thing. Absolutely, I'm sure that happened. Right. My whole point of this conversation was, and you know that I got heated up last night when I was watching it, mm-hmm. about, because I'm not, listen, folks, I'm not a huge, I'm not a fan of Hugh Hefner. I don't even know the guy. I never met the man. Um, but I certainly did look at many, many, many Playboy edition magazines until the pages started sticking together. You're disgusting. So just saying straight out, I did look at them. I always loved the artwork in Playboy better than I did Hustler. It just didn't seem as graphic. But regardless of that, I looked at this stuff. Me and my buddies stole them from, uh, you know, from their dads and whatever, and we passed them off to each other and whatever. Now think about that today, and I'm thinking, you know, that was just diseases passing around on paper. But um, at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is, is that I don't know Hugh Hefner. I don't know any of his kids. I don't know anything <clears throat> about it. Right. I'm just going off of what I do know about Playboy as a consumer back in the day um, and as what I've seen on television, what I've read, and now this documentary. I mean, these girls next door, what was was her name, Holly? Was Uh it Holly that was on the That was the one that was on there. Well, now all of a sudden she identifies that she has Asperger's disease. I'm not quite sure why identifying that you have Asperger's has anything to do with you screwing a man that's 50 years older than you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess what, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and say it because I've danced around it. We are in a society now of the blame game. 
Right. If you can shift the blame to someone else, then you're not the one to face the shame for you making that decision. Right. If you can say, well, I wouldn't have normally done that, but I felt pressure to do that. You know, right. I have boys. Right. I have raised no, sons. I, agree. I don't want a girl going out here and because he decides, yeah, they went out, they had a good time, they screwed around two or three times, and now he's moved on, and now she's a victim, and I, and I really don't know if I consented to that or not. Right. Then now my son is facing charges. My son is facing social shame and ridicule. Mm-hmm. All because you were slighted emotionally because this was about sex for him, but it was about you have, making a lifelong connection. Right. So what I'm saying isn't the same goes for my girls. Don't be going out here screwing around with some guy's emotions because then if this is a guy who cannot handle this and all of a sudden he commits suicide because he can't be with you, you know, what was your part in that? Right, right. Was the table clean? Did you say, hey, we're just having a good time. I'm not looking for a relationship. Right. Or did you lead him on to believe that th- that he was your everything? He's going to be your husband, the father of your children. Y'all are going to grow old together. Right. You know, be be a hundred percent upfront with right. what you're doing. Well, I think the whole the whole thing of of I, what I take from this that you're trying to get across is that as adults, and we are talking about adults here. Mm-hmm. We are talking about consenting adults here. Mm-hmm. That when you make decisions, you whether those are good or bad decisions, you have to suffer the consequences of the decisions that you make. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's kind of what what your take is of it. I just still kind of just feel like ooh when I was watching it, and that's just me. But you know why? And, and here and and this, I'm gonna I'm jumping in here and saying, yeah, but you know why? I mean, only you know why. I feel like that you're looking at it, looking at it and saying, ugh, because it's something you would never do. Right. Maybe that's it. Yep. Because I don't personally think that a woman should be ashamed of her body. No. I don't personally think that, now again, raising girls, you know what the parameters have been in me raising these girls. Right. Not something that I want them to do. Right. But I feel like that if my girls were, you know, there was a campaign that was done about two years ago. It was all women who had had double mastectomies. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And remember remember my comment on that, yeah. how powerful of a moment this is for women yeah. that these women have had their breasts removed and they still feel sexy. Yeah. They have found a sexiness within their minds, mentally right. and emotionally, right. not just physically. And I thought that was one of the most powerful campaigns that I had ever seen. Right. Because it proved that women are more than their breast, right? Um, I think that's great. I don't. I don't look at that as like a sexual moment. I look at that as women who have fought the battle and who came out on the other side, and they have not allowed cancer to take their self esteem from them. Right. That's how I viewed that. Right. But if Savannah went out here and she did a campaign for, you know. A line of undergarments or whatever, and it's her brand, and she shot that campaign in a tasteful way, you know, because I do right. feel that Victoria's Secret does that well. I right. think that they do shoot, you know, mm-hmm. tasteful pictorial campaigns, and she chose to do that. Um, I think that she has the right to do that, right? Because it's you know, it's it's her product and whatever. Would I be comfortable with seeing my daughter in that campaign? No, I wouldn't. Right. It just, but I'm 53 and I've raised girls in the South. And I mean, you know that I've always lived by less is more. Um, But I believe she has the right. Yeah, absolutely. As a young woman, I believe she has the right. Yeah. Um, I don't think that she would, but I believe that she has the right. And I do also believe that between the two of my girls, that if, Either one of them was going to do it, it would be Savannah. Right. Because Savannah is confident with her body. Savannah doesn't feel that nudity is shameful. Right. But she's also not out here posting nudity either. Right. But she does not But I not think you believe. say that too because the age difference and because Lindsay's a mother. Lindsay's you know? a mother, but Lindsay has also been more, um, Lindsay hasn't taken that risk. You know, right. Savannah has taken risk with fashion. Right. Do you know?
know why free trials renew without your consent? Well, it's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. I did not even realize the things that I was paying for that I didn't even know. I mean, that I wasn't using anymore or that, you know, I did the whole one month for a dollar and then they bill you. And I and I didn't even think anything else about it. So I love Truebill. I was able to save money. And you should too. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped save them over $100 million. Like Matthew B., who says in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved $120 for the year on my Sirius XM bill, and saved $840 a year on my car insurance. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash cc. Go right now to truebill.com slash cc. It could save you thousands a year. That's truebill.com slash cc. You know, I remember she wore that one dress uh, to, what was it, the ACMs or something in Vegas? And it's that black one that her boobs was like showing so much. The cleavage was spilling out. And, you know, I was mortified when she walked on that carpet that day because I was doing the interviews, remember? Yeah. And I literally took my jacket off to hand to her. (laughs) And she says, Daddy, stop. You remember that? Yeah. I was mortified, and you know how mad I was. Mm-hmm. I was pissed off. I wouldn't even speak. Folks, you talk about somebody being catty. I was, there was nobody bitchier than me that evening. Right. I wouldn't talk to her. I, I was just so embarrassed and mortified. And then to wake up the next day, and she wa- she was not, she was, it was in the magazines that Savannah Chrisley was the best, one of the best dressed, one of the best dressed at the ACM awards. That she killed it, and she made multiple. She was like in one of the Vogue articles mm-hmm. of the of this thing, mm-hmm. and I realized that this is where we are in society. Right. I mean, when you go back and you look at Marilyn Monroe and Rita Hayworth and Jane Russell and those women, they all had great breasts, mm-hmm. but you didn't see them falling out. Right. They had that cinched in tight waist that made their boobs look even bigger, but they were covered up. Mm-hmm. And Not they, anymore. But today, it's less, you know, today... Women and men, because I see these dumb ass men out here. I sent you a picture one day about that um, French bulldog standing up on its back legs <laughs> and said, this is why a man shouldn't wear skinny jeans. After a certain age. Yeah, yeah. remember that? Yeah. And, and listen, and I will be the first to admit when I'm wrong. I think it was, what, two years ago, three years ago, I had bought a pair of skinny jeans that my stylist had sent mm-hmm. me like six or seven pairs of jeans. Yeah. And I, they all fit. They all fit perfect. But when I walked out in those skinny jeans, what did I say to you? What did I say to you? What, what did I say? You're like, I think I'm a little too old for these. I said, I think my time has passed. For yes. This. I had enough wherewithal to know that a 53 year old man's ass is not what a 23 year old man's ass is. And sure. just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. And and it and it just looks like you're just trying trying so, so hard. hard, and you know what do I tell Chase about stealing my clothes? Yeah. Stop! Stop getting in my clothes! I said because it makes me look like I'm trying to dress like you, and instead you're just cheap and want to steal what I buy. Because there are things that we should do and things we shouldn't do, mm-hmm. and I believe when you hit a certain age that certain fashions are no longer your friend. Yeah. I agree. They belong agree. to generations and before And just you. because you have an amazing body doesn't mean you doesn't have to mean show you it have off. To show it off. I have seen some outfits that I, 
I, I saw this, um, it was a designer talking about different people that he had dressed over the years. And it was literally, it was Kim Kardashian in the most beautiful silk pantsuit. It was like a gold cream color and it was the slacks with the button up blouse and it was tucked in. And when I tell you she looked beautiful in that. And well, she was Kim completely Kardashian covered. Kardashian can look beautiful in anything. But I'm just but saying, you know what saying. I'm saying? Like, yes. to me, she looked so much more beautiful in that than this crazy, you know, tight pants, butt out, boobs out. I mean, this was a beautiful, she just looked stunning to but, me. But look at, but look at Chloe. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chloe, I think... I think Chloe looks absolutely amazing. Uh, amazing. I mean, I think she is stunning. Yeah. Um, and I don't care what work she's had done. I don't know. I just, if I knew what, if I knew that she had had it done and where the hell she had it done. Oh, honey, I'd I be would trying already to put have, that on layaway. I would be having us, we would be on the wait list. A hundred percent because she looks amazing. Yes. And, and listen, Eat and, your I will heart be, out, and I will be, and I will be, it's right. I will be the first to say that, you know, yes, they've had plastic surgery. We have two. Right. So at the end of the day, I've had my upper and lower eyes But done. you know what? I've, I've also seen done. her on that treadmill, on that working stair her climber. Ass off. I see it every morning. She is working her booty. Yes. I mean, working it. Yes. And I mean, and you know, but I look at her when she has on like, when she has on like a beautiful dress or whatever. And you know that I always say, look at my girl. Look at her. Yep. And she, you know, I. But listen, everyone's, I, I get it every week. Anytime I mention Chloe, I get, yeah, but that's just because you're partial. She's this and she's that. No one knows who this girl is except her and her immediate family. That's who knows who she is. And I th- I'm one of her biggest fans. I cheer her on from the sidelines because I know that girl's heart. And I know she's a good, decent, honorable human being, and she does not deserve the heartache that she's been given in her life. Some people deserve heartache. Right. Some people deserve it because they've doled that shit out like it was candy. So now that it's coming home to roost, don't be crying for the pain that you inflicted upon someone else. She does not inflict pain. This is not a young woman that is out here inflicting pain. Right. Um, you know, Kim Kardashian, absolutely a stunning, stunning woman. But I get what you're saying, that you can have an amazing body and not show it off. Right. I mean, I think, you know, when you look at, um, what's the... Uh, Courtney, when you look at Courtney, Courtney has an amazing body mm-hmm. and she's how old? Like 41 or two. And she's got an amazing body mm-hmm. and she's had three kids. Right. And she's got a beautiful smile. Um, everyone knows that Chloe's my pick. I mean, right. you know, so, I mean, if you give me all the other ones and then I'll, and listen, these girls have always been nothing but super, super kind and courteous whenever we've seen them at award shows and whatever. They've always been wonderful. But you just find one if you're lucky. If you can say throughout your life you've had five or ten great people that you've ran into that's made an impact in your life, mm-hmm. then you're a blessed person. Yeah. Chloe made that impact with me because she's always been the kindest of the kindest. Mm -hmm. And I love her for that. But, you know, when you look, look at uh, Chris, it's been on the show that Chris mimics or buys some of the same things that Kim buys. And Kim gets mad at her. And and we've had that in our home here in the last. We've had that here in our home between you and Savannah. Right. Julie has ordered like sweatshirts or sweaters or or whatever. And Julie will come into a scene and Savannah's mouth goes, oh my God, I already have that. Well, Julie didn't know that she had it because she hadn't worn it yet. Right. And, you know, so she said, we're not going to do this. You know, you, you stealing from me like Kim does from Chris or, you know, Chris Chris stealing from Kim like you do with me. And Julie's like, I did, I already bought this. I'm wearing it before you did. I didn't even know you had it, but you know, we don't have it as much because, again, I think it's where, you know, you're a Southern Baptist minister's daughter. Right. You were raised in the South. Right. And, you know, you do believe that less is more. We right. adhere to that concept. So, you know, so things that 90% of the things that Savannah would wear, you would never no. attempt to wear anyway. No. And 
and now you really could because you've lost that 30 pounds, folks. Let me just tell y'all, uh-huh. yesterday, she came walking out of her bedroom and had on these black leather jeans and the, what kind of shoes were they? The boot. Yeah. What, a, a red. Louboutin. Lou, a, yeah. Louboutin, a Louboutin boot and this sweater. That was a turtleneck. Yeah, I yes. Mean. But, honey, listen, it didn't matter that she had on a turtleneck because that butt was popping. Oh, my gosh. And up. I was like, how long do we have before we have to film? You are awful. And then, folks, she looked at me and she said, we've got time. It only takes a minute. You are so bad. I gave that joke for you. You just wouldn't take it. You're I let so you bad. let. I, I insulted I know, myself and you wouldn't but take I, it. You know. Um, but, you know, there are things now that you could wear. After losing thirty pounds, that Savannah wears, and you choose not to, right? Because you you kind of have created your own vibe of what you feel most comfortable and secure right. in. And it was the funniest thing last night, yeah. folks. So Julie's going to have to have surgery on her foot. Um, and what's it for? Well, I actually actually have arthritis on the top of my foot, and so, so I have to have my foot basically fused back together. And so she's getting ready to have to have this surgery done. She's going to be in a boot for like what three months? Yeah, it's it's a pretty intense surgery. And so, mm. and yesterday was the first time that she had worn heels oh in forever. But she was limping across the bedroom floor and went out the door, and she said. Yeah. I got to go get the heating pad for my foot. Uh, I don't know what I was thinking. Today. I got to fill in myself after my, or those leather pants and put that heel on and it's, des- and it's destroyed my foot. Uh, I literally busted out laughing. That's so when she's, true. When she's, I'm paying for it today. When she awful. said, I got to fill in myself. Yeah. I busted out thinking, laughing. Thinking, oh, I can rock these. No, <laughs> there's a reason my doctor said, do not put a pair of heels on. But, you know. But of course, oh, you know, because she had on them skin tight leather pants and wanted to show off her 30 pound reduction, she was like, I got this. I'm going to put these heels on because it's going to make me look like I lost 35. Exactly. And then last night she was was limping across the bedroom. last night I was like, oh, find my Nikes. (laughs) She was limping across that bedroom in her grandma pajamas (laughs) because she wasn't near as sexy last night when she put them pajamas on (laughs) as she was when she wore out of here with those leather jeans on. There's no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care. A product that works wonders for curls might make straight hair limp and greasy. Thanks to my personalized pro routine, I can honestly say I've never been in more love with my hair. And, you know, as I've gotten older, I've noticed that my hair has changed and that sometimes I feel like I'm my hair starts to shed or, you know, that it's just not styling the way that it has in the past. Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal, using natural ingredients with proven results. Pros customizes every product in your routine from shampoo to supplements. First, Pros starts by asking you as a person with their in-depth consultation. Pros ask me things like um, where I lived, um, what my eating habits were, what the damage level of my hair was, what kind of exercise I did. Next, Pro analyzes all my answers and determines what unique blend of ingredients should be in every product of my custom routine. Together, Pro's got all my hair goals covered. I also love that I've actually seen changes in my hair from it being just shinier and softer um, and just growing stronger, fuller hair. If you're not 100% positive Pros is the best hair care you've had, they'll take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash chrisley. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash chrisley for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. But, you know, I think it goes back to women and men can be whomever they choose to be. Right. Be what makes you most comfortable. But don't turn around 10 years later and say that someone should have told you to do something different and you would have. Right. Because when someone was telling you to do something different then, you told them to mind your own business because you're an adult and I'll do what I want to do. So, you know, to, to kind of get off of that, because we've dedicated this whole episode to this, I want to make sure everyone knows I'm not personal friends with you, Hefner. 
I never met the man, never met his children. I would like to meet his oldest daughter because I'm intrigued by her as a woman and how she was the president of the Playboy Corporation. I'm intrigued by her from a mental standpoint. I think she lives in Chicago now, and she's on the board of some big something there in Chicago. Um, That's where it started. It's where Playboy started. Well, she's on mm-hmm. some board there, and you know she's very wealthy, mm-hmm. and you know she leads a private life and somewhat conservative life. Hmm. Um, and so I would love to meet her. But I mean, as far as like, he's got two other sons. Well, I think he's got a total of four, four kids, two from his first marriage, the oldest son and the daughter. And then I think he had, uh, those boys, two, two boys with that, um, Kimberly Conrad, Kimberly Conrad, mm-hmm. who he bought a house next door to the playboy mansion so that his kids could be raised right there with him. Right. And then I think, um, What's the son's name? He's the one who's now, because the family has now divested all of their stock. They've sold the Playboy name and everything to this company. But he, the one son is now, is still the CEO. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and, I think I fell asleep. And smart. The I mean, these kids are smart. Right. And like one of them was in the armed forces, hmm. like in the army. Okay. Um, so, you know, I'm not friends with his family. I don't even know them. Um, but I do believe that if we don't get off of this slippery slope of wanting someone else to be held accountable for our mistakes, then we're going to be in a much worse shape than what we already are. I think that accountability is sexy. I think that owning your shit is sexy. I think that being able to say, yep, I did it. That was not my finest moment, but I learned a lot from it. That's sexy. Mm-hmm. What's not sex is, well, I wouldn't have done that had they not told me to. Or, well, I didn't, I didn't do that. I, I, I didn't know anything about that. But yet you're in the picture. Right. You know, that's not sexy. That's a, that's, that to me is a coward. So, and you know that I've raised our kids. What would happen to our kids if they didn't own their shit? They'd be in trouble, for sure, because that's... And then if they lied and blamed what they did on somebody else, what happened? You're in bigger trouble. You got your ass torn mm-hmm. Exactly. So, you know, I was watching a thing on uh, YouTube, the other, not YouTube, um, Instagram the other night, and it was one of the Wayne brothers that said it and said, and you know why we never did this? Because our mama would have beat our ass. That's why we didn't do it. And we don't have that anymore. <laughs> now we want to we go to therapy. We want to send everybody to therapy and think that's going to fix the problem. Well, folks, if you're fixing the problem at home first, there'll be, less, there'll be a less desire, need for a third party to step in and start trying to fix it. Right. Kind we, of kind of stop stop the madness before it begins. Before it becomes mm-hmm. madness. Mm-hmm. Learn to self-correct. Right. And, you know, you can go to therapy. Listen, you and I, are, we're huge proponents of therapy. Right. Therapy has helped us, you know, since 2017 to get through some of the darkest days of our lives. Right. Um, and it has helped us to, to survive some of that. Right. Now, you know, we still have... We both still have long-term and may have lifelong, you know, issues from that. But, you know, it has helped us to try to place things in its proper perspective and to understand that we we have been victimized by someone who had such low self-esteem that they were willing to commit, they were willing to lie and to fabricate and to break the law in order to gain some recognition. Right. So, you know, I do believe that, you know, self-correction is a great and powerful thing. And if you can do it on your own, that's great. But if you can't, seek the help to learn how to do it on your own. Right. So with that with that being said, folks, we didn't get to any callers today because I, I went to bed with that on my mind last night. I wanted to address it today. Um, And I want to thank each and every one of you uh, for tuning in to Chrisley Confessions. I want to thank each and every one of you for continuing to support us as you do. Um, We're now in season 10 of Chrissy Knows Best and filming every day and hoping that you guys are going to love these episodes as much as you've loved, you know, nine seasons of it. Um, So I thank each and every one of you again uh, for supporting not just Julie and I with Chrissy Confessions or the whole family with, you know, Chrissy Knows Best and Growing Up Chrissy, but for making Savannah's cosmetic line, Sassy by Savannah, such a huge, huge success. I mean, when I look at, you know, all of the things that she has that sells out literally and, 
you know, they sell out. I go to bed and it says sold out and I wake up and it says restocked. You know, those are blessings amongst, you know, amongst blessings, amongst blessings. And then to see what you guys have done with Chase's Candle Company. Um, that has been a blessing. And he's so proud because he works on that all the time. And he's so proud of that. And y'all have helped, y'all have helped boost his self-esteem, um, you know, because you continue to buy those. And so for that, we're grateful. We're hugely grateful for that. Absolutely. So until next week, good luck and God bless. Mm-hmm.